Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eunice Ajim Show. I am your host, Eunice Ajim, and man, it has been a long day. <laughs> and I don't even think I'm like halfway through um, putting this video sessions. But one question that I remember being asked over the weekend again and again is people saying, Hi, Ma, I look up to you. How do I become like you? And I'm always telling them that there's several paths to uh, growing into becoming a venture capital or a venture capitalist. There are two routes that I always tell people. You can go from an entrepreneurial route or you can go through a job route. The first one from an entrepreneurial route, which is pretty much what I did, is um, let's say you're an operator, which means you're a startup founder. Actually, you're an operator or you're a startup founder and you have been able to make enough money to be able to like spare extra income to uh angel invest the first route is always hey put yourself out there join syndicates join angel groups start writing small checks become a mentor there's so many programs out there where they're always looking for mentors and when you become a mentor it's not always like financial commitment it could just be like i'm really good at being a product developer or i'm a good ui ui ux designer or i'm really good at marketing and sales and i'm willing to help mentor a lot of startup founders on their journey at least it gets you in the game and you get an understanding of like okay here's how the startup ecosystem works and here's how i could be helpful if you're past the mentor stage and you can actually write checks i would really highly recommend that you start writing small check sizes anything between 500 to a thousand dollars and if that is out of your league i'll say go the corporate route and if you have absolutely zero background, this particular person comes from um, an investment banking background. Uh, and I've even seen people coming from like a marketing background. For example, when I hired one of my employees, Blessing, she came from a marketing background. She was just really good at growth marketing. And um, she went through a program called Green BC. And I decided that I was going to hire her. Um, like I've mentioned in some of my other videos, like we are big at marketing at Agim Capital. And I think her skill sets, plus the fact that she had gone out of her way to like learn the foundation of like being part of a venture capital fund, running a VC, understanding like how due diligence works, how to like find deal flow, how to analyze the company and all the likes. Um, it made it easy for me to like make that decision to like bring her on board. So not everybody in the venture capital space is always on the investment side. We have people that um, are typically like head of platforms where they're big on like just community building. We have social media strategies. And if you're in a big organization, we even have VCs where they build like a full-blown team of product, software engineers, marketing people, um, salespeople to be able to like help their portfolio companies. But if that's not the route you want, you maybe want to go into an investment route, which means you want to get into either becoming an associate or an analyst and then growing and working your way to the top to a principal or a VP and then becoming a partner. I would say join a program, especially if you're like a minority or like an underrepresented person. I would say join programs that are out there to help you break into VC. As of off the top of my mind, we have programs like Dream VC that is very focused on the African tech ecosystem. 
we have going VC, we have included VC, and there are so many others that I can't even think of right now that are out there dedicated to help underrepresented and minority people break into the venture capital space. Typically, when you're going through those programs, it gives you a, a good understanding of um, just going through the foundational stuff, right? So like things like jargons, like what is a cap table, right? Like how, like what is deal flow? How do you find the best deal flow? How do you analyze a company? How do you make investment decisions? Um, how do you co collaborate with other VCs? Like all of these different things are like super valuable information that you normally wouldn't be able to like learn that on your own. When you're past that stage, typically a lot of those programs at the end of the graduation, they help you into getting a job. So they typically introduce you to a lot of other VCs and you can get a job as an associate or as an analyst and just to work your way to the top. That would eventually take a couple of years, but eventually you can become a venture capital uh, VC, either like a partner or something else. I think I just broke the rules. <laughs> I did not follow any of those paths. Maybe a little bit of the angel investment, but typically like it's not very common for people to just like finish angel investing and then boom, they launch a VC firm. I think for me, I just had a lot of confidence. And like I mentioned, I said that I will go out there and I'll build a brand around investing in a targeted market and in a very specific thesis that I was excited about. And um, hopefully the world will see that there's an opportunity in this market and um, I can actually run a successful VC. Um, and I think that's what that's really what worked for me. So. Um, but it's not cheap. <laughs> Running a VC comes with a lot of expenses. First, you have to find the capital to be able to angel invest. When you get when you get past the angel investing and you're like, okay, now I want to launch my own venture capital fund, there are a lot of fees that comes into place. You have to be able to do fund formation, which require a lot of legal work. You have to be able to like put your own part of the management uh, of the capital commitment, which in most VC funds, you have to be willing to commit at least one to 5% of the amount of money that you're raising. So if you're raising a $10 million fund, you have to put in at least a hundred thousand dollars. Not everybody has a hundred thousand dollars sitting, waiting for them to get there. But if that's your ultimate goal, I would start saving today. Um, and also like a lot of the times that just like other expenses that don't come into place. Like if you're somebody like me that is based in the US and has to come into the continent every single time to like check out portfolio companies, uh, do due diligence, you have to also keep in mind that there is a lot of um, traveling fees um, that comes into place when you have employees, you have to be able to pay them. Um, but it is not impossible. I think that definitely, there's definitely a path out there for anybody to be able to break into VC. Some of the biggest investment that I've made as of today. So on average at Ajim Capital, our ticket sizes range from anything between 25K and up to 100K as of today. We would love to get to a stage where we're writing 250K check sizes, but we are not there yet. <laughs> um, some of the companies that I am excited about. Um, in terms of my portfolio companies, I think I, I think Rene saved my ass in Nigeria. <laughs> like I showed up in Nigeria and like all my cards were declining, like literally all of them, my Amex, my Capital One, my MasterCard, 
these uh, like all of them were declining and I was it literally embarrassed me so many times at restaurants and at other places and I just had to reach out to the founder and be like hey like I know I typically send money to my employees and make you know to be, to be for them to be able to make payment is there any way um i can do bank transfer because it seems like that's the thing here and it, like if i had to do bank transfer from the u.s it would take at least three business days for them to get the money and if you're at a restaurant that person wants to see their money within five minutes and i didn't even know this was like a functionality on the platform but like i was capable of like quickly transferring money into my wallet on Renes and like literally I probably have like 30 <laughs> new accounts that I've added to my bank transfer in the, maybe even more, probably more like a hundred to think about it, um, that I've added on my wallet in the last couple of days as I've been doing transactions across um, Lagos. And I think that's, that's a painkiller. So really excited about that baby. Eden Life is another good baby. Yes, they've been doing great. I don't have to say what they do i think most people know what they do who are my other babies that i love <laughs> but to be quite frank it's it's like when people ask me like what are your favorite companies or like your favorite investments i'm always like it's so difficult to pick because i love all my babies i decided to like be a part of their lives for a reason and even though every baby come with their own ups and downs that's still your children and you have to nurture them no matter what so i have plenty of babies but those were the only those were the two in nigeria that i could think of off the top of my head there are obviously companies out there like yc and texters like where they have very strict like funding mandates where they say i'm giving you hundred and fifty thousand dollars for seven percent of your company like that's given i would love to get to that stage one day when i've built maybe like a better brand for Ajim Capital and like we have enough capital that we can like let go of some companies. But as of right now, I typically just like invest in like whatever rounds. Like, yeah, I just invest in like whatever valuation that your, that your lead investor is offering. And, you know, that fluctuates. I could, it, could anything, it could be anything between like 1% to like 5%, um, depending on like the check sizes and like the valuation of the round. That's typically how we make we decide how much i create but eventually i think it's it's definitely like when you have built a name for yourself it's okay to say okay um for this fund um all the companies that i'm investing in i'm giving them a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for five percent of their their company um if you like my if you think i'll provide you value enough to like have own five percent of your company at this stage the kid if you don't think so it's okay to let it go the question is how do you assess um companies um scalability um past the current stage that are on right now there's a reason why oh i'm so sorry that was crazy too much pepper <laughs> um there's a reason why um we typically ask for financial projections it's like that's why you need to be able to like understand your market you should have done the research and say this is x number of people that I believe are going to be able to like get my products and if I can only have X percentage of this very specific niche I'm not saying you're saying that you know the African population is 1.2 1.3 billion people and then you have 10% of the African population it's more like here's a very specific niche and we've done the research we know this data is like facts and out of this very specific niche of my customers here's how much of them I can acquire because 
there's just no way you're going to acquire 100 market shares of a company um it's just very difficult to get to that stage and we can typically say okay maybe you have 400 customers right now that are giving you on average 120 120 dollars per year and we know that we have this much we have hundred hundred millions of people that are out there that will find your product valuable and i can say the first year you'll be able to acquire this number of people the second year you can double that number and then so on and then we know okay by year six if you acquire x number of people that are paying you this much then you get to this revenue um but it's a lot of like mathematics that goes in the back end to be able to like i don't even know if it's mathematics or something else but like there's a lot of analysis that we look to be able to see okay i think this is a scalable business i mean over the last couple of days i've been pitched all kinds of businesses i mean jewelry businesses manufacturing businesses biotech like everything and um i unfortunately can invest in those because I can see the scalability beyond what they were offering at the moment. Um, and sometimes I might be wrong, sometimes I might be right, um, but you just pick your battles. And also like when you're raising a fund, there's something that we call the thesis. It's pretty much your Bible. In your Bible, we have the LPA and the PPM. And in those documents, you write exactly the kinds of companies you're going to be investing in. For Ajim Capital, even though we focus on investing in African tech businesses, we'll never invest in a company unless they're Delaware C Corp. So just because in our LPA, that's why we say we're going to be investing in like software tech companies that are serving the African market, but in our US registered because we're getting US money, you're a Delaware company. That's just the structure that we use. So I've actually like denied another founder because they were registered in the UK and they were not willing to like change that company or their parent company into it that I was sick of. That's just, you know, like that in that Bible, you literally describe like the rules and regulations of your phone. So if somebody comes to me and they say, I do blockchain in my, in my Bible, I say, I don't invest in blockchain. In my Bible, I don't invest in biotech. In my Bible, I don't invest in hardware companies. It has to be software. It has to be scalable. It has to be B2B or B2B2C. If you're a B2C, purely, I will not invest. So there's so many requirements that just like cancel out the mass and really narrow down exactly the kinds of companies that I'm interested in. And a lot of the time we just say no to companies, not because they're not good companies, just because our Bible tells us that we can invest in them. Well, I hope that you found this podcast episode as helpful as possible. Um, and until next time, um, you better be having or living your African dream. Have a blessed day.